Hi guys, this is Dhruv Bhutani from the Untitled Gadget Podcast and welcome to the 21st episode. Uh, this one's special. I'm joined here by Akshay Harish. Won't be here this week. He's got some family stuff going on. Uh, and that's okay. We've got a special guest for you. We've been talking about this over the course of the week and uh, we're starting off a series that's special to us. Uh, the tech industry, the tech journalism industry in particular, has a serious underrepresentation of women. And that's where we wanted to start it off, uh, start things off. Uh, the idea is to bring up conversations about women in tech, women in tech journalism, product managers, and across the board. And today we joined with us, uh, with Akshay, of course, but we've also got Rubina. Uh, Rubina Mongia, she's the anchor and producer at NETV. She's been hosting, uh, she's been producing one of the oldest tech shows in India. Uh, but that's it from me. I'm going to let Rubina take forward, take this forward and, you know, give us a proper introduction. Thank you, Dhruv, and thank you, Akshay, for having me on your podcast. Uh, I have been with NETV for over a decade covering tech, started as a producer, writing reviews, shooting phones, covering events, and getting the show edited in the best possible way. In the last six years or so, have been anchoring as well and reporting on technology. So, so far, it has been really good. Gadget Guru, Cell Guru, I think if, for the guys who don't know, is the show that uh, runs on NDTV, uh, English and Hindi both. Uh, and um, it's hosted by Rajiv Makni. I think we all know who that is. And uh, uh, previously, they had a co-host as well. So it's been a long, long running show. Yeah, I mean, it's the granddaddy of tech shows. And Dhruv has been here on countless times. <laughs> <laughs> all thanks to Rubina. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think enough about that show. I think the the picture, the broader picture is your role over there. So before we get to that, why don't you talk uh, to us about how you entered tech journalism, so to speak? I mean, was that something that always interested you or is it something that happened? How did you end up in the role that you have? I honestly have to say it just happened. I had... No sort. I didn't even know like a field like this separately existed. I was working with NDTV and I was told once to go and meet Rajiv. He was looking for someone to produce his shows. And I didn't even know who he was, though I was in NDTV. So when I entered his room and he spoke to me about tech, like he asked me about brands. So I was aware because I always had the fanciest mobile phones even back in college. And I loved, loved the entire you know, a uh, generation of Nokia phones and Motorola phones back then. So I was totally keen on joining him. And that's when my journey started. And since then, a lot has changed. Now I've learned a lot, but it's been very exciting. So would you say that, I mean, I think it seems that like, since you always had the latest phones, technology always had some part to play in your life. Definitely. I mean, I know the first phone we could actually afford was a Nokia 3310. Not the communicator for sure. We didn't have that kind of money. <laughs> but uh, from then, yes. From then I had the Motorola V3i, the butterfly phone. I don't remember the exact model number. But a lot of phones from then and I've always had the best phone. Is that something you actively wanted to own? Or was it something because um, someone in your family had it? Or you saw a friend who had it? Or something you sought out to purchase for yourself uh, every time you know you went into the market? 
No, I think technology always fascinated me. All the things that you see, you know, you see in the sci-fi movies. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, this gadget can do this thing. Yeah. So I, I always want to own something like that. Okay. And so I used to collect my pocket money and obviously take some money from parents and get the latest device. Mm-hmm. We all did that, I think. So, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty much, man. Yeah. Pretty much. So what, what was your favorite retro phone? I mean, it would be retro um, now. It was um, Nokia seventy six ten, which had like the black, red, and white keys in a leaf shape. I think that was really sexy. Like, that was a really good looking phone. Yeah, Nokia made some incredible phones back in the day. I think uh, everyone either owned one or rec- instantly recognized one. So I think that's. Yeah. I think our roots are from those days, right? Back in schools or in in college. Yeah. Early years of college, we would buy phones. I think that's how. most of us would have gotten into the tech journalism scene rubina i wanted to ask you though like as dhruv mentioned that you know like women are quite underrepresented in the tech scene be it journalism be it on the product side be it anywhere like uh, although we have started to see that change but 10 years ago that was not the case right and uh, even today like before the pandemic when we would go to events it's mostly men right it's it's not really um it's not a it's not a common sight to see women uh, reporters or presenters or youtubers so how hard was it for you 10 years ago um you know explaining to your friends family other tech journalists that you know you started covering tech and you're here to stay basically so surprisingly actually i did not have a hard time at all yeah i mean yeah i think uh, there were three sides your family and friends So your guy friends definitely would like you more because they have a lot more to talk about to you with. So at least they find this one girl, okay, who can understand tech, who knows what's happening in the tech market, and then they have a lot of interest there. The girls, on the other hand, would be like, okay, she's doing a really cool job, and family has always been supportive. But in terms of uh, industry, they have been very welcoming because I have I was twenty one when I joined tech, so that's a long time back and. they uh, i mean everybody from the product team to the pr team they used to always engage me and they never used to treat me like okay you know you're a girl and you won't understand okay what an mh of a battery is so they would like literally accept that i am one of the you know the team that has come one of the journalists who's there mm-hmm. and it's the same behavior there was no there was no sexism there was nothing like that uh That's incredible to that, hear, to be honest. Yeah, because uh, to be honest, I've heard different stories from different people. Because people assume, right? They presume that you wouldn't know, even though that's not entirely true. And uh, there, are, there are quite a few journalists out there who know what they're talking about. No, I'm. I, I mean, I've been traveling uh, across countries to learn about tech and cover tech. Mm-hmm. And honestly, they, the people around, including journalists. and tech team and the pr people even if the pr were you know all men mm-hmm. and maybe mm-hmm. that company didn't have a, a pr or representative who's a woman they were fine they were very caring and uh, if i ever needed anything they were there i mean i have traveled i don't know how many countries with all male dominated group like i was the only woman there yeah i was there i remember <laughs> yeah. so i okay i i i don't think any you have to just be confident in yourself and like i don't think anybody's putting you down or taking you otherwise i mean you know how serious you are and what all you know and you know what you're covering for your channel so i have never faced such a thing and 
honestly i think i'll be the only one right now in the industry who would have seen across generations of tech in brands brands coming in brands shutting in the pr people changing in so i don't see any difference there if if there is somebody saying otherwise i have i don't know what they have faced but like not me nice wow that's that's definitely good to hear <laughs> uh but yeah okay let's let's switch tracks for a bit uh you know uh, you mentioned that you have seen the changing faces of the industry uh, be it brands coming up or shutting down and of course the communication side of things as well uh what would be the you know the biggest change or we we know sure you know specs have improved hardware that's expected uh but what's the biggest trend uh, according to you that's that's been the that, that's been the biggest change over the last 10 years it's obviously the camera like it's it's annoying at the same time it is the camera from one lens to certain megapixel pixels to now 108 megapixels to 5 6 lens on the phone yeah. it's just changing i don't know why companies go back to it rework it and try to give you the best camera in the phone mm-hmm. so i think that's one trend that's just there and the more they can do with it it's the best selling yeah. point for them building on that what do you anticipate as the next 5 years of tech i think i hope we have like just a screen like a glass that we are holding and not like a body which has a battery plus the you know the the processor it has to be a really thin line like a credit card mm-hmm. that becomes a phone at least for now i'll break it yeah. the day i get it that's for sure actually <laughs> 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 uh, okay, which was that like wasn't that the apex concept which was pretty similar to this it was similar and i think uh, even uh, uh, if i'm not mistaken sony ericsson made something similar in 2008 2009 it at least half of the body i mean there was a keypad but the upper half of the body was more like a transparent screen and it was as thin as what rubina is describing i forget the model name but i vividly remember i see you i see you've been watching mr mobile <laughs> no actually i actually mr mobile before mr mobile i've been doing retro stories for the past two and two and a half months and one i've featured one of those phones but i do watch mr mobile i haven't seen his latest videos I, he's one of my favorite youtubers uh but yeah that phone was just incredible uh i think i did a story on it two weeks ago or a week ago and the fully uh, transparent screen yeah 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 i think uh, that's i think that's the closest we can we have seen in real life it would be interesting to see if something if, if we get an all display phone like that um but yeah yeah i would i would, I would like to see that i'll break it for sure but yeah i would like to see it yeah maybe like a solar powered phone like that doesn't require battery I mean, but then you'd have an ugly design would you yeah. want that it'll be better that they ha- that the engineers have to figure out maybe the class of charge <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not me. Speaking of tech, speaking of tech though, like uh, you've been doing this for a good part of a decade. Uh what were your favorite products in the past 10 years? Let's not say 10 years because that's that'll take an hour for you to go down the list. But let's say your five products that you'll have loved the most, uh be it phone, be it smartwatches, be it whatever, whatever you like, be it there's there's some incredible stuff happening with beauty and and technology as well. Like my wife keeps telling me stuff I've never heard about. right and the stuff stuff that drove and i will probably never cover because it's not our forte but but uh, what what have been is your favorite is that the iphone is that the iphone 5 6 and 7 and 8 <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um it has to be the iphone se because i did not give up on it for 2 years i know even though i had the best yeah. phones then apple watch 
groundbreaking. Samsung Fold, love mm-hmm. the device though I can't afford it. MacBook Pro and Oppo's pop-up camera. I think only because anything that's new that's what really excites me. So you put a new thing, it's great. Not like different renditions of the same thing. Spoken like a true tech journalist. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? We were going to discuss this later on. Let's talk about renditions right now. Let's let's make this a slightly longer recording. Then. Okay. Uh, you you talked about renditions. Um, let's talk about a very recent controversy before we get to something specific to you. Rubin is going to see my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> this week we saw uh, Poco producing a rendition of a Xiaomi phone, which has already been in the country for a couple of uh, couple of months now. Uh, and I saw that you were pretty uh, vocal about it on Twitter. Um, in fact, like for the for the listeners, uh, Rubina's doing this interesting series called was it called Rubina's Opinion? Zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in Rubina's opinion, where she has a, she has completely off the cuff remarks on the latest state of tech. Uh, pretty cool stuff, and uh, definitely worth checking out. We'll be dropping a link uh, to her Twitter account um, down below in the in the in the section below as well as on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, so you had some interesting remarks about what Poco is doing. Why don't you give us some thoughts on that? Okay, so I have to first start with what Akshay said. A lot, of, a lot of stuff on Twitter because that really caught my. I was like, okay, I get what he's saying. The angst. I even, you know, actually when you mentioned the charger, Akshay, mm-hmm. on on Twitter, well, that should actually <laughs> that should blew up. I, that yeah. So I actually went to the box and I saw it because I didn't do the unboxing of the Poco phone. Till then, and uh, I was like, I'm, I mean, Poco was a brand that really excited me because it was, it was making the best of what it has, and giving the consumers the niche with the Poco experience. It was a really good start, mm-hmm. and for them to rebrand a phone and cheating on the customers wasn't so cool. And the phone is just another Android phone. There's the short thirty-three watt fast charging is okay as a headline puller, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I mean, wouldn't you agree? Like, I think the first time around as well, like they had a uh, like a copy. Uh, I mean, they had the even the X two was essentially a rebranded phone, but at least that phone didn't come to India. Like, I, I mean, in my mind, I feel that you know the Poco M two is is a perfectly good phone, but it could have done with a fresh design, and that alone would have helped. Uh, but what do you guys think? You know, what what could mo- what more could Poco have done? To avoid all this, I, I had a I had a rant planned for the podcast for the entire <laughs> week, so I don't know if I should get into it now or should I get into it later. But it's part. Uh, we 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 should let the guest start. Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, I, I think uh, you both have touched upon on points that I will rant about in a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah you have. I mean, I've read your rant. Like it's pretty much. You haven't read my review, said. have you? No, but uh, I. Why? What is in your review? For, I, I, I'll, I'll include it in the rant. I'll include it in the rant. <laughs> no, so um, I, I just think Poco could have had a fresh new design or maybe not, or maybe would have bought and rebranded a phone that, you know, that doesn't come to India at all. Mm. So there's something different to look forward. Yeah. Like tomorrow, if say you have to pick between the Redmi Note 9 Pro or the Poco M2 Pro, which one are you guys going to recommend to your family or friends? None. <laughs> Why is that actually? I mean, I personally wouldn't mind recommending the Poco M2 Pro. It's the better Redmi 9 Pro, and it's the same price, so why not? I agree completely with that point. As as a standalone phone, I like it, but I 
just despise the fact that this phone exists. Um, as you guys mentioned, it's a rebranded phone of a phone that is already being sold in India. Uh, I just, overall, it just doesn't feel like um, something that Poco fans deserve. They deserve way, way better than this. Uh, with the X2, they got a pass because, as you said, the phone never really came to India, the, the original phone that it was rebranded from. But this is a phone that has already been selling for the past few months. Uh, that looks identical, um, has exactly the same specifications. There's no really, uh, how should I put it? It doesn't give me an incentive to buy this phone at all. Uh, especially when I know the Redmi Note 9 Pro is going to get cheaper sometime soon because sales keep happening. Um, then again, for people who don't want ads in their phones, this is a great alternative. But that's the only reason why I would recommend it. No other reason. Apart from that, both phones are the same to me. And, um, you know, as Rubina mentioned my tweet, um, I really don't like what the brand is doing it to itself these days. The reason why I rant is because I care. If I didn't give a damn, you, you know me, I would have packed the shit up and put it in my cupboard, uh, which I have done though, but still. Um, but, you know, this brand has this messaging that they're an independent brand, but the stuff they do, like having uh, a Xiaomi charger, in the box having to lift, not lift designs, they've literally taken the phone, changed the logo on it and is selling it as their own. So nothing different from what Micromax used to do, right? Um, it gives a picture that you really aren't independent. It, it, it says that you're being told what to do or you are so desperate that you don't know what you're doing. It's either or and both cases are not working for them. It's bad, it looks bad on them. While we have brands like OnePlus killing it with the OnePlus Note, and the phone has not even launched yet. It already has a positive vibe to that device. This phone, if you look online, it's all negative because people expected something along the lines of Poco F1, but they got something entirely different. So you make some really good points there, uh, Akshay, but I think you also give us a very good segue into a broader topic. Um, and that's again, something that's been coming up quite a bit this week. Uh, Interestingly, both from the brand side and from the journalist side as well. Uh, and that's the entire topic of uh, the responsibilities and duties of a tech journalist as well as ethics. Um, so, you know, when I say that I don't find anything wrong with the product, so my review for the product has been pretty positive. There's really nothing wrong with the product. And, you know, it brings up the topic that when you're judging a product, when you're reviewing a product, isn't our duty to judge the product on its merits without looking at the broader strategy? Because end of the day, the buyer is buying that single product for him. I mean, he might as well switch switch brands next time around. Does it really matter to a buyer that what the hell is, is Poco doing? Uh, in a country where the Redmi Note 9 Pro sells in, in lakhs, at least for now, mm -hmm. maybe millions later on, yeah, it matters, man, because... Um, no, I mean, uh, so think think broader. Think yeah, beyond yeah, yeah. Poco. I completely agree. When po the Poco F1 came out and X2 came out, that's exactly what I did with my review as well. But with this re review, it was it is also your responsibility to let them know that, listen, this is a rebranded phone. And you need to know this before you buy it. I think it's part of our job to inform them. I think that's what reviews are for, to inform them what the whole entire product is all about. And unfortunately, being a rebranded phone is part of that product, this specific product. Um, if you don't uh, discuss that and completely ignore it, then it feels like as if we're just giving them a pass. And as a journalist, be it any beat, be it politics, be it, be it tech, you really can't let that mistakes like these pass. 
Rubina, what about you? Like, does it does it really matter if there are two products priced the same, technically the same, and one has a little extra feature to it? Does it really matter to you if it is ninety percent the same as another product? No, I mean, as long as the product is good. But I agree. If if you are doing something like that, and if you are rebranding a phone, like Aksha said, you just be honest. It's okay. Yeah. Then it's, it's the board. customer's choice to like. Pick which one. We don't. We're not dictating that. We're just giving them the facts, and that's that's what we're supposed to do. And obviously, in our opinion, yes, the Poco works brilliantly well. There's nothing wrong with the phone. It's just, uh, I mean, I agree with Akshay. You, you, the brand needs to know. Otherwise, they'll just keep doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but on that point, uh, you know, there's there's been a lot of over the last couple of months. There's been a lot of drama on Twitter. Uh, at least two brands in particular have been airing their dirty laundry online, engaging uh, con- customers who don't necessarily need to be involved in these uh, in these kind of discussions. It's between a creator, between a brand. Uh, these have traditionally been, you know, behind the doors discussions. Uh, of course, there are some problematic areas which I'm pretty glad that are coming up. One of them being proper disclosure for brand partnerships. Uh, but you know, maybe like you know, what what are your thoughts on it? And also like maybe build it, build off your experience in the industry. How have have you seen this kind of stuff before? Uh, this kind of um, drama and also like how has thing how have things changed in the industry? So you know, um, brand uh, partnerships uh, is very recent phenomena. I mean, it used to happen earlier, but it was so hush that it never came across, and it was very subtle. All these major brands have done brand partnerships in the in in I think the time they had to start selling products massively, but it was put subtly. Now everybody just wants to know, uh, and I think now uh, more more in the West maybe people ask you know starting to put across if this is a partnership or if it's not, and if it is, it's it's great to mention. Though still most most brands will prefer not to be mentioned as partners, even they want the plug in. So. Um, I mean, I respect people who actually just put up saying that, okay, this is a partnership and here's what I think. This is the video. Or this is my comment regarding that. In, 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 the US, in the US, it's law, by the way. You have to mention it. FCC, yeah, so that's pretty like, cool. Yeah. Uh, in India, we don't have any such thing as of now. And I, uh, where I work, for example, Men's XP, we have brand uh, authors who we have to disclose that this is a branded uh, story, paid for story. And you'll never see it from my um, um, uh, <coughs> my uh, my pro- author profile because um, th- I'm that's not my job. But if I let's say in the future if I do do something like that, it will clearly state that this is a a paid for story. I think this is something that uh, YouTubers don't really follow right now. They like to keep it hush hush because they don't want their viewers to know that they're being paid to talk about something because then it ruins their credibility. I think uh, that's something that has never been discussed until recently. Um, yeah, it is very important to let people know that you're being paid to talk about stuff because then, uh, because A, either people will be happy for you, which I am for most YouTubers, or people will not take your recommendations seriously because you've been paid for it, right? So, but you can do paid content in very creative ways. It's not only that you have to, you know, um, open the box and read the spec sheet. That's what most paid uh videos look like on YouTube these days. Um, but there are other ways to do it and, and you can 
look 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 on youtube to see how it's done mkbhd does it really well uh don't you think the onus also lies on the brands um i mean i all of us are well aware of at least a few brands who've always insisted on having a no disclosure clause uh how have you guys dealt with it in the past like i mean i've had to turn down partnerships simply on the basis of them not allowing a disclosure at all so times has times internet that's the company i work at has their own internal policies and we have these uh, set rules uh, so we either have to clearly mention it or it has to be a brand articles author and it it will go under the the section of i think it's uh, partnerships brands or something subsection in the on the website so we we kind of do it ourselves because um we have to i think it's part of our ethics policy uh, it's been there for a while so to actually it's something that people have to self regulate even in 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 publishing houses uh and most do actually uh, you can spot it it's clear it's mentioned sponsored article or towards the end of the story it mentions that somebody paid for this trip this was sponsored blah 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 you know um but yeah uh i the question that you asked we had the situation i think two weeks ago and uh yeah we have to tell them off that no it can't be done they want for example they, some brand wanted my byline on a sponsored story and uh, of course management did not did not allow it i mean i also refused but then again before i could refuse the management refused themselves so you know these things do come up i think it also comes down to the kind of content they want you to do like i know online it's very easy to mention the sponsored stuff and like branded stuff i think with tv it's a slightly different thing altogether so uh maybe you can just mention it once in a line or something but what else do you show and we have to anyway be more creative and be like nice we are not selling anything it's just whatever we are saying can be done more creatively plus it depends on the content we are pitching we know we are being pitched for interesting uh so before we get on to the next tech topic uh since you brought up the idea of you know be more creative in the tv space uh that's something that i wanted to talk to you about rubina that uh uh 10 years of 12 years of tv obviously a lot of things have changed um in the media landscape broadly as well uh i mean youtube wasn't anywhere close to as big back then uh but today the pace of uh, of reporting has changed you have content out within hours which is obviously not the case uh with tv uh how have you seen the scale you know the the balance of the scales change over time uh the impact on uh, television uh tech reporting versus online reporting Uh, what kind of impact it's had on on your work? I mean, my work remains the same, but so <laughs> that's not changed. <laughs> but uh, yes, uh, on I we do face the time gap. We do face like the online people can immediately publish everything, put it out, write the stories. But on TV, we have to wait for a show to be out. We can put a lot of snippets on news, but that's like really timed. Ah, uh, in news space, so that's there, but. otherwise i i think tv is still relevant we we're trying to do our best to make it look really good and appealing and because these videos that we do also go online we hope to not try and compete with other online youtubers or content but just hoping that yeah they do well and like people appreciate the effort you know uh, since jio uh, came around vernacular content has grown a lot like specific languages uh, and Sadhguru also started doing in it in Hindi. Did that help a lot? 
Yeah, so I, I mean, okay, I can say it on the podcast here that Selguru Hindi actually does better than Selguru English. That's the case with most of, uh, content in India. Yeah, because uh, I think that that audience is way more than I think. Obviously, the language preference is way more. Right, I think it all it makes sense though. Um, you know, tier one markets, English speaking audience, they will be more attuned to looking at uh, faster online uh, content, maybe from a Western. Uh, creator perhaps so that that obviously makes sense uh but okay <laughs> uh specific to your role you know uh producing the show itself uh this one's interesting that the production quality of online content has gone through the roof like we have 8k content coming out uh on tech uh how do you even match it up like creatively like how do you keep on reinventing yourself well uh you have to i don't think we're left with another option we just have to keep looking and keep coming up with stories that 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 are exciting people actually go and click on your link the next time and uh, we try and promote it as much as we can we we come up with different angles to the story we try and shoot it i mean our channel is still on sd right now it's not hd but we still shoot in shoot it in hd every content try to make it look nice slick and do all sorts of stories bring in the human aspect like talk to people and do everything we can actually and i think the what matters the most is being like have an honest opinion about everything that i've seen to grow in this life the term in like honesty is growing now so whoever is honest and on the face is literally like now being followed essentially so that's what we part, try i think part of the reason who you can blame is all the dth providers Tata Sky, I think that's why that's one of the reasons why we don't see YouTube quality content on TV is because they're still following 1080i format, right? They're not. It's not even 1080p. It's 1080i on Tata Sky HD in in, in 2020. That's kind of ridiculous, and uh, you really can't blame the TV channels not upgrading their their own equipment just because they, we don't have the infrastructure to showcase it. You know, like maybe if it went on YouTube, that's perfectly fine. But, yeah. uh, but or you when, give me the budget to buy a red camera and I will definitely pick better videos than MKBHD. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, we all hope for a camera that that's worth crores. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But then again, yeah, I mean, it's not in their hands. It's it's Tata Sky and all the other idiots that are not not uh, broadcasting in 1080p or above or folk. Japan is planning or was planning on 8K broadcast, 4K. Yeah. 8K, there you go. 8K, okay. I thought it was 4K. 4K. Mm-hmm. I think and right here, now it's not even the time. Yeah, and here we're stuck in 2009 still. <laughs> so, yeah. it's not it's not really the producer's fault, to be honest, because uh, when you don't have a delivery system that supports it, what's the point, right? Yeah, I think it's just part of that entire ecosystem nonsense that I've been talking about for weeks now, <laughs> story after story. Uh, but so, Ravina, like you made you make a good point there. Uh, I think I saw one of your news pieces uh, recently while uh, while just browsing through TV, uh, where you had a you know you went out and actually spoke to people. I think I'm forgetting which story it was. Uh, uh, but yeah, I think I believe it was the one about the anti-China sentiment. So you know, your team went out actually spoke to retailers and that's the kind of tech journalism that we're not we don't see online uh or at ever. least not much of at all ever ever yeah so i mean are those the kind of human interest stories that uh you you feel uh are going to keep these, these shows more relevant and more uh yes. you know even the even more important going forward 
Yes. I mean, on-ground reality is different from what we show online. Let's, it's always going to be the case. That's not changing. So uh, as, as being a journalist, like, it gives me that advantage of actually having access to the ground. Go talk to people, see exactly what is happening. And we have camera people who actually uh, don't mind even in the time of COVID to go out and, you know, actually shoot. So we're, we're fortunate like that. And we, we've spoken to so the anti-China story that happened. We actually went to a shopkeeper and asked, you know, are people coming in to buy a Chinese phone? Are they okay with China brands right now? So the shopkeeper said, you know, there is like people are hesitant, but the value for money that they get, they're still going to focus on that more. So the minute we shot it, the next minute the customer came in and asked for a Xiaomi phone. So literally, like, I mean, how, how much, how much ever we're going to say, okay, we're going to ban Chinese products. I think individually people will see what they're getting more for their money. For thousands of years, Indians <laughs> love a great deal and that's not going to change anytime soon, no matter what. From the Silk Road days to now, we love a great deal. And yeah. that's not yeah, It's all change. about the value. Yeah, it's all about the it's value. It's all about so. the value. It's that's not going to change. So that's, yeah, stories like these really uh, change, you know, like they give us an advantage for sure. And then we have a team in place, which maybe I don't think the online world right now has. Yeah, I think it's a broader difference between, you know, coming from a place of conventional journalism versus, uh, for lack of better words, hyping up a product and, you know, talking about a single product. It's product driven versus journal like a broader sense of journalism driven. I think that's where the divide also happens. And uh, yeah, absolutely. That's that's one area where uh, you definitely have an upper hand. Uh, sweet. So let's move on to our next interesting uh, tech topic. And uh, I'm sorry, guys, there hasn't been that much tech news this week. So we've really been scraping the bottom of the barrel to come up with tech <laughs> content to talk about. Uh, but... Rubina, this one will be close to you since it's about Apple. Aren't you a big Apple fan? I am. I have had every iPhone since I was five. I think before that I was a Blackberry girl. Um, I think Apple is simple. It's It's got a great camera, which I like. And I, I'm one of those people, you know, who can't step out of the ecosystem irrespective of Apple giving us or not giving us things. Guys, uh, you, you should be glad this is not in video format. You should have seen Rubina's face as if, you know, looking up in the sky and talking about it as if I talk about Gulab Jamun or something. <laughs> it was hilarious. But yeah, it's, yeah. you should see the, the passion in her face when she's talking. Yeah, I'm, I'm very proud. Like, if I, I'm very proud of these products. I think it's one of, I mean, I've tried and I do take a second phone from time to time, which I review which is an Android phone. It could be any Android phone from 5,000 to a lakh. It's just, Apple is like so much more simpler. It's it's fuss free, it's, it's ads free, it's more secure, it's like, it's easier. I mean, not saying that I don't like reviewing, <laughs> not saying that I don't like reviewing Android phones at all. I mean, I love the Galaxy Z Flip Gold that was sent to me. I will probably shift to it for a month or two. But yeah, Apple is Apple. And I think this should have been an Apple special then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so the rumors that Apple will no longer include a charger in the box. And uh, following that is that Samsung is also not going to introduce a charger in the box, uh, which is interesting. 
for first time buyers may, it might pose a problem but i don't think this is going to trickle down to that level anyway uh most people who have a high end phone already have a charger lying around or multiple chargers or if you're like a tech journalist like us probably have, have dozens of chargers lying around have a bag yeah <laughs> just like you <laughs> uh i mean what do you guys think about it i think it's a great move from uh, from from a broader you know uh ecological standpoint akshay well uh, i don't know if you guys follow me on twitter but you'll see that i buy chargers like it's my passion i i just love chargers and uh, would you say it's all charged up uh, not right now no <laughs> but uh, but uh, all, all most high end phones including your iphone the samsung galaxy series the nintendo switch the ipad pro uh, you name it all use some form of power delivery charging uh, 18 watts and above and uh, the switch is 15 watts and we've got some incredible gan chargers coming as well we've got indian brands like amx getting into it as well so you really don't need a charger from any of these brands you can literally use any even laptops for that matter are using are are using pd charging now so you can get any third party power delivery charger it's more unified now as 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 a uh, charging uh, system let's just say that uh, and i don't think you need a charger in the box especially uh, what all the all the phones that i've mentioned uh, use pd charging apart from oneplus oppo vivo xiaomi who use their proprietary charging methods you really don't need to get another charger in the box it leads to less electronic waste it you know it, it your phone will be a little cheaper maybe maybe depends on apple and samsung if they really want to give the phone cheaper to you but in my it's more environment, environmental friendly than it 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 it, uh, it is right now that's all i can say about it it is uh, for sure but rubina like thoughts on this you know with oneplus xiaomi and like every other brand using their own form of fast charging like on one hand you know there's this trend of pushing fast charging but then everybody is using their own form of fast charging even for uh, fast wireless charging oneplus has their own charger xiaomi has their own charger and then you've got chi which is slow uh i mean do you think is it even feasible in the in the short term at least to ditch um to ditch proprietary chargers when you know there's no common standard so it's basically like imagine you guys are buying a shirt but because the brand thinks that you have enough buttons of the shirt in your house go find your buttons and put it on your shirt <laughs> i i don't that's think that's very, the right way that's a very good analogy but i mean uh when you're given you're giving something to a customer honestly it depends you can't we can't judge who's a first time customer you need to give them a full package unless unless apple says okay 5000 rupees i'm taking off the charger go by yourself or samsung does the same plus with everybody having a different charging system they will need to include their chargers in the box to prove their point that okay our phone charges in so and so minutes etc etc whatever their marketing strategy is Yes, in the broader picture, much less electronic waste, much less plastic on Earth. But I think there there has to be another way out where people say, okay, you know, I don't want the charge over the box. Can you refund my five thousand bucks, or no, give me a full box. I think the way I think the way they they can deal with this is okay. Here is the new Galaxy S twenty one or the Note twenty. It costs this much with the charger, but if you want it for cheaper, we can sell it to you without the charger. Charger yeah, probably exactly. because you have a charger at home. 
give the option the choice the to customers rather than yeah. forcing it at least in the initial days later on when realme oppo and everyone gets their act together and start using one form of fast charging then everyone can follow suit i think that's what i feel but uh, in fact these three companies annoy me a lot because of their fast chargers because i really don't need another charging brick in the house um but yeah i think no but that's you <laughs> no that's not the people yeah but like let's okay let's say you're a macbook user and you are a oneplus user right but if the oneplus supported pd charging you can charge both devices with one single charger some even What have I want to charge my port devices and maybe I'm not in the same place do we really need 30 watts maybe uh, actually some of the pd chargers are going to up up worlds of 160 watts as well it's just that oneplus oppo everyone is stuck using their proprietary charging system and samsung uses pd but it also uses pps uh just bring down bring it down to one power delivery charging system for all phones with usb c or lightning with depending on the phone brand you are and just live a good life it makes it easier for everyone less less electronic waste at airports you need you don't need you don't need to beg for cables from everyone or a charger oh i need a i need a oneplus charger people when they say i need a oneplus charger i just get annoyed fuck you man your phone will charge with a, a regular usb c charger as well so so for akshay for this to happen all these brands will have to give up their marketing strategy one point where they can push okay you know we are giving you so much battery plus this fast charger so essentially they have to give that one marketing strategy strategy point away they can still do that they can say like uh, we support 60 watt pd charging that's all they need to say but if you don't get charger in the box it it affects the consumer how many people you think can afford a 60 watt charger after buying a phone so there's they're not they're not a 60 watt charger now costs around 1500 bucks to be honest i mean you and me can't decide the person's buying capacity no yeah that's true sitting here that's true but all i'm saying and for the future hey, I, i'll add to that you know <laughs> yeah. i'll add to that one plus phones will not charge at 30 watts uh with anything other than their own cable as well now what do you do about that they can go fuck themselves <laughs> <laughs> i hate that shit man i hate it what what can you do right and next year we're getting what 100 watt charging and this shit is trickling down to wireless charges as well come on guys stop this shit It's because, as I told you, it's after megapixels that the number of lenses is now to the battery, and now it's to the chargers. Mm-hmm. Things they need, they need to keep coming out with that one X factor so that they can market the product. Or I mean, if like, you had to market your product, you also have to come up with something, right? But yeah, but I do like what Oppo and OnePlus have started doing. Uh, it's not available in India. They've started licensing out their charging speeds or technology, whatever the hell they use, to other companies. They are third-party companies that offer the advertising OnePlus charging. or oppo fast charging <laughs> they have started doing that they do uh, license it out to uh, third party charging manufacturers but it's not really a solution it's just going to add more electronic waste that's true but i think people need to know about the third party solutions and making a consumer aware is where yeah that is true so that's that then uh, there's no <laughs> logical solution out of this is there uh, well, i mean i think The I think the only possible solution is to debundle the charger from the box. You know, like stick it on top. <laughs> hey, if you want this, you can have yeah. it. If you don't, you know, buy take our headphones instead. Or... I mean, honestly, I was so happy when they introduced fast charging, even though eighteen watt with the iPhone Pro, the eleven Pro. I mean, I was the happiest girl because my. Uh, It was it yeah I mean at the charge in the box yes I I agree I um I'm one of those people who bought a freaking seventy dollar. 
18 See, volt no, Apple charger. See, I would charger. not spend. I'm not going to spend. And at $15 cable, when I was in the States, I did buy that because I wanted to charge fast charge my phone. Exactly. Um, but then later on, when I looked into the charger, it was, it was just another PD charger, and I'm like, "Fuck this shit! I just, I can just, I just need to buy a USB-C to Lightning cable. That's all I need to buy." So yeah, I mean, seriously, but, fuck Apple with their proprietary cables, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, See, it's an ecosystem, as I said, ecosystem. Yeah, what iPads really? running USB-C, <laughs> laptops, <laughs> MacBooks so running USB-C, phones running <laughs> Lightning. How is that an ecosystem, Rubina? Yeah. Okay. It's just, it, it makes you stand out. You're using, oh, uh-huh. you don't have a lightning cable here? Oh, shit. You know, like, oh, shit. My phone's going to run out of charge again. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you sound different. <laughs> but, but to be fair, um, whenever a phone has a has some form of wireless charging, uh, I don't really take out the charger out of the box because, A, I already have an 18-watt charger lying around. And most of the time that I charge my phone is when I'm sleeping next to the nightstand. And I don't know if people have what? seen my night... Yeah. Did you say that you're sleeping next to the mic stand? (laughs) Night. Night. I charge my phone in the night stand where I have three three wireless chargers. Well, two, but one has a dual wireless charger. But that's how I charge my phones on a daily basis. I really don't use the wire as much. I charge the switch with the wire the most. Cool. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I think it's it's an interesting move. We'll see how it plays out. I don't know. Um, that's did we have anything else in the tech world? Did anything else happen this week? Nothing. Yeah, Geo Chat and Geo Meet. Something Rubina has oh. been talking for a while. <laughs> How could I forget? <laughs> Rubina, can we have a segment, please? No, please. I, I think I've done enough on TV for this. But I tried both. Then I got the update of Geo Meet. Then I changed it, updated it. Basically, yeah. Geo. It's uh, not very I, different, I, is it? No, not it's not. All. I did a story on it as well. I said, basically, it said, no matter how much money we have, we're still going to copy ideas. <laughs> that was my headline. So, but that's, you know, that's basically true. They literally copy pasted the entire UI, UX design. Some people argue, oh, it's to make people feel right at home. No, you know, if they're already at home, why the hell would they move somewhere else? Right. So you need to spice it up a bit. You need to give your own flavor to the UX and the UI and uh, G- Geo did not do that. That was quite disappointing. Actually, Geo has the advantage of all the backing and money and they can put in and actually come up with a really good video calling solution. If they wouldn't have copied the Zoom design, they probably would have actually stood out and like not got this black backlash. Yeah, and I think that's, that's a broader issue with uh, so many Indian apps. Like we get so caught up in replicating the experience of another of another application that it you know you end up just losing credibility when the entire conversation becomes about oh look this is yet another copycat app it takes away from the fact that maybe some maybe somebody has actually built a credible tech stack that can actually hold up Um, and that's something that nobody really focuses on it's like how tiktok because it got banned and how many apps then came in front and like are trying to t- obviously take the advantage of the ban. But honestly, not even one app UI is as simple and smooth and like... I would, with, I, I would give Zomato the credit here. I mean, they are literally the pioneers in food delivery apps. Uh, they are all over the world as well. And uh, now I see a bunch of US companies just picking up the model. So, you know, if you are original like Zomato, you can do really well and be the market leader as well 
Um, and for people who are interested, you can just look up Zomato's case studies online and you'll get a good idea. And uh, I don't know what delivery apps are there in the US. Uh, Humble, Bumble, I don't know what the hell it's called, I forget. Not Bumble, dude. Food Not Panda. Bumble for sure. Food Panda, I don't know what yeah. these, they've all taken inspiration from Zomato. Also, Zomato's expanded globally. It's in Europe. Yeah. I believe yeah. it's, it is in the US or at least it's expanding to the US. It's in, it's in, it's in, it's in China as well. It's in China, it's in, che- in Czech Republic. In fact, I use it in Czech Republic to order something. Uh, I was there for uh, a trip, uh, vacation. And yeah, so, you know, there you go. If you do something original, you never know where it may take you. Yes. Cool. And okay. did you guys try Reels on Instagram? No, no. I, I don't have the time for Instagram. Forget Reels. <laughs> Although uh, I've heard about it. It's not, not much too different. Uh, I've read the press release, but that's the most I've done. Uh, do you like this? <laughs> I've never actually used TikTok. No. Uh, never. never even installed the app, so I don't know if it's any similar or not. But no, I haven't used Reels. Is it any good? Yeah, it's all right. I mean, the content is still coming on, so it's cool. But I still think that Instagram has that snob value where people will make, you know, like the masses will not come to it. Like they went on TikTok with entire freedom of okay whatever we want to do on it we're going to do it maybe I think it instagram also makes sense that you know uh, instagram has become this bigger platform like it started off with photographs but then it's got stories as well and now it had igtv it still has igtv nobody gives a shit about that um and then now reels and like it's all it's these whole bunch of features packed inside one app whereas tiktok was just one thing and Apparently, it did that very well. Uh, TikTok had everything in it, man. Like, um, uh, from what have people have told me, it got comedy, it had, um, uh, you know, tech stuff, it had skits, it had a lot of things. Instagram is all about, hey guys, welcome to my Instagram channel and this is the giveaway I'm doing. That's all it seems to me now. That's what Instagram it is, it is to me. Someone is But always, that's also YouTube. S- yeah, well, well no, I, I followed, but in the on YouTube, you have different things that you can follow like there's controversies in the gaming world that i follow and stuff but on youtube everyone is trying to sell you something that's what it has become even even some of my friends who have moderate followers will get some care package from some restaurant or something and people are just trying to promote you that's what it, instagram is to me now uh, maybe it's because of the snobbish uh, uh, outlook the, the app has that rubina mentioned but come on man sometimes i just want content to look at sometimes i just want to look at beautiful pictures sometimes i just want to look at dogs and recently i unfollowed someone i like this thing that instagram has done they gave me oh these are similar people you follow <laughs> i unfollowed all of them because they literally just sold shit to me tiktok on the other hand people would had you know content to laugh to or laugh with they had uh, you know um, they had some hilarious uh, dances that people did to music it was a wide variety of content on that platform. Uh, not that I used it, but I've seen enough on Facebook because it, content trickles down everywhere, right? Um, but on Instagram, it's just all about being an influencer these days. That's about it. Nothing yeah. Else. But TikTok, I like it. yeah. I mean, I, I do hope whenever it comes or like a similar app or a better app than TikTok, it should come for those people who are trying to express themselves. Yeah. I mean... There has to be an alternative, which is better than that, if you're not getting TikTok back, for sure. And I follow, I mean, I used to take a good look at TikTok videos and I had a good laugh. And it's I not com- just... I see compilations all the time. Is Mitro any on- good? Sorry, what? Is Mitro any good? 
I actually haven't tried it. I also didn't like the UI the minute I started downloading it, so I did not. Mm. Not even Raposo for that matter. What's the other one? Chingari. Chingari. Right? Yeah. Chingari is a new one. Chingari is a new one. But uh, that's a good name though. Also for had you know, TikTok had people like Justin Bieber as well. So it's not like it's only to the Indian tier two, tier three people. It's like you had Kylie also on it. You had Justin also on it. You had. All the famous A-list celebs as well. Some, as I said, some of the content uh, I see compilations on TikTok, uh, yeah. on Facebook that trickle over to TikTok. It just, it just comes in my suggestion. And some content is extremely funny. I particularly love some people who did magic tricks. Yeah. Uh, you know, this kind of shit you don't see on Instagram, or maybe you have to go out of your way to find it. Uh, TikTok just recommended shit to people according to your, uh, you know, whatever you were watching. And I think the algorithm worked for everyone, which is why people were addicted to that app. Uh, Instagram, I actually use it to stay in touch with people. To be fair, <laughs> that's what I do. I just, uh, I follow some friends. I, I reply to to their stories or whatever. They do something funny and that's about it. I'm gone. Yeah, makes nice. sense. Uh, by the way, you brought up the topic of uh, Instagram influencers. So we've got a semi-influencer or I would say like a full-fledged influencer right here. Uh, Rubina, you've got what, sub 20,000 followers on Instagram, right? Yeah, I had, I think, 1,500 people unfollowed me and my heart is broken. So I'm like literally... I'm not waiting. one of them. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I did not unfollow you either. Uh, so when when's your reuse debut happening? I don't know. You know, I, I honestly think I don't have a... I'm not cut out for that. Like, that's exactly why I don't... I couldn't do TikTok properly. Because you really need to keep coming up with content every day. And with the amount of work that we have to do considering the product launches and the controversies that happen in the tech world, it's literally impossible to make those funny videos because by the end of it, you're thinking, okay, why did this happen today? And stuff. So, uh, Reels, is, I don't think it's it's something I will invest my time in much. But where where, it's a, where it's can you find fact. Reels? I don't even know where you can find it. It's it's there in the Instagram. Uh, when you go and uh, swipe on for the story, you can create Reels from there. There's a separate tab now. Like you have live, you have video, and then you have Reels. And then if you have to see someone's, you can just go to their profile they have a Reels tab, like you have IGTV tab. Yeah, this thing is never going to take over. No, no, I'm, I'm not I'm not putting in that much effort. If, I, if, if it takes me three clicks to get into something, I'm sorry, I'm not doing it. There's no chance. It needs to be right there. Yeah. It, would have, it could have been a better as a standalone app. I mean, I get I get lazy while scrolling. So, oh, forget searching for Reels. Maybe it's that's clicks, why I'm it's clicks, yeah. So, Akshay, you put on a review of the Blue Yeti, right? Uh, why don't you yes. talk us through that? So yeah, it's the it's a mic that I have been using for two years. I think that's when I met Dhruv properly. We hung out. I bought one for myself in New York. And they recently launched in India as well. So they sent one mic over, an additional mic over for review. I reviewed that. I think uh, uh, that's what uh, Dhruv is using now as well. So maybe you'll hear the difference in the sound quality as well. I think it's a perfect uh, microphone for for content creators whether you're a youtuber whether you're a podcaster whether you are just uh, you know just someone who needs audio recordings without spending that studio mic quality money it's a usb usb mic plug it into your laptop and that's what you and you start recording and um, on apps free apps like audacity the way we record our stuff so i think that's a mic that People who need uh, who need to create content or want to sing or want to do whatever, 
uh, Blue Yeti is perfect for you. It comes with so many different modes uh, that, uh, you know, like, that is perfect for, like, different kind of situations. And I think not many mics offer for that. Wow. Yeah. I think I'm going to get I, one you, then. Rubina, you were saying? I was, I'm saying I think I should start, I should get one and then have a podcast or a there you YouTube go. channel. There you go. Yeah, you can put it on a mic stand uh, if you plan to start a YouTube channel. And uh, Akshay even sleeps next to the mic stand. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. I think we've all had a really long week. The jokes are getting lamer and lamer. Uh, that pretty much wraps up our tech for this week. Uh, but hey, Rubina, uh, why don't you give us some advice for all the... I mean, we have been seeing more women joining the tech journalism space. Uh, but, you know, we've our, our demographic turns out of listeners actually has quite a few uh, female participation. So uh, if there's somebody out there who's planning to get into this field, like what kind of advice would you give them? I think just go for it. I mean, it's a very exciting field. Honestly, I think technology is one of the best fields because you see what's coming up next. You know the future. Like, you know, I just have to point out this incident that once I went to South Korea with Qualcomm and I had... Long, this is long back, this is 2012. Um, I went to Korea with Qualcomm and I actually saw a self-driving car that would stop at the petrol pump, buy the music, etc, etc. Also, like when you go to a showroom and you can just, uh, there's, a, there's a machine that would take uh, your measurements and then you can try on clothes and like walk in the mirror, like those sort of things, the AI, everything was already there. This is not even out till now, completely in like full form, but I had already seen this eight years back. So the fact that you see what's happening in the future, what's going to come in the future, it's outstanding. I mean, that gives you the kind of rush, the kind of excitement and why you should pursue this field because no matter what is happening, no matter it's, it is challenging at times, it, it gives you a, a sense of achievement. Okay, you know, you know a little more. Yeah, absolutely. I think we we're all on the same page there that it's 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 a privilege to be in this field of journalism, particularly because everywhere else you're essentially reporting on what's going on right now. But tech gives you insight into the next five or even ten years of of what's going to be taking place, and and that's definitely a very privileged piece a place to be in. And sure, it's a male-dominated space. I'm talking to two podcasters, not a female podcaster and a male podcaster. But why, uh, why don't you join the crew? <laughs> sure, uh, it is a male-dominated space, no doubt. But I see my colleagues, like a lot of women, have joined in now, and it in publishing houses or online or YouTube. I think women are making their mark in the tech space and and I I don't see people just uh you know pushing them away just because of because of the fact that they're women they're just they're there they're giving their opinion you want to take it take it you don't want to take it you want to refer to a male guy sure go ahead but at least they're speaking their mind and that's amazing yeah I think uh anyone who wants to get it, it it's not only for women it's for everyone in tech that's the beauty of tech that it um it's not biased to any gender. Um, you can talk about the cameras, you can talk about the performance of a phone, you can talk about the latest vacuum cleaner that's launching. There's scope for everything. And from personal experience, I'll tell you, I'm not an in engineer. Uh, my father was one. He taught me a lot of stuff. The rest of the stuff that I know is all self-taught and you can teach yourself as well. 
the basics of uh, covering technology uh, products or the basics of let's say charging the basics it's not something that i went into a laboratory and and learned it you know took some lessons for it i researched the shit out of it and learned on its own on my own and that's how drove is a self taught engineer as well he's fixing my 3ds excel as we speak <laughs> he is uh, an engineer i am an he engineer. is and he self taught it's not like he went to college for that shit right i did so he oh, did, you did? Oh, I did. <laughs> oh wow great he, he did but what i'm going to say is that you don't have to know in and out of everything you can learn uh, yourself and you know and 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 get into the, into into world of tech reporting or blogging or i actually call refer to my, as myself as a blogger i'm not a journalist or a reporter i'm not breaking stories like you know whatever happens in 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 companies so yeah it's something that anyone can can do if you put in the work for it that's simple as that but i thought the series is i mean about encouraging women and like showing well, that's what i'm trying to say that's something and if anyone can do it women should get into it as well because yeah, if you are interested in phones if you're if you're interested in phones if you're interested in gaming if you're interested in 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 uh, the blue yeti microphone get into it yeah i think uh, but you know uh, actually you make some good points there but uh, rubina i absolutely agree with you i think it's also about fi- finding a balanced perspective uh, which uh like i mean traditionally it's it's men who've always been you know more about hardware specs or gaming or whatever but that is not the be all and end all of a phone uh, they they cat i'm not saying that women are not into that but they often i mean the more people that they are in the industry they will bring a different perspective to things as well some things that you just don't necessarily see from from the male eye perhaps uh you know so i think it absolutely makes sense to have to be even more inclusive and encourage more people getting into the industry but do you think there is a reason why uh, there's not one single woman uh, tech journalist in india who's like mkbhd or like a youtuber for that matter who's big maybe it's, it's may- still a main dominant society be there could be there could there could be various reasons i i can tell you some maybe they do feel they're not confident enough because they would fe- face a uh, backlash from the youtube audience uh, maybe it's not their interest let's face it some some women are not interested in technology technology as much as uh, maybe how rubina is or we are or maybe it's just the fact that uh, it's very competitive uh, and they don't want to they don't want to put in the effort it depends on how Yeah, it's a very personal choice to be honest. I think uh, there, it's not that some people haven't tried. There are channels, who uh, women reporters or women bloggers who have tried their hand at it. It's just that um, maybe they're not as confident because uh, as as we mentioned, this play this this world is dominated by men. I would just say ignore it and go for it. You will get the viewers or the listeners that uh, that that uh, if if your work is good, you'll get it. Uh, I I don't think it's a it's an effort problem. I don't think it's an effort mm. issue at all because that laziness is pervasive. It is not independent at all. Part, yeah. uh, uh, but I think it's also about finding the right perspective. Um, unfortunately, um, a lot of Indian YouTube tech YouTube in particular is is still repeating the same stuff. Like it's stuck yeah. in a circle. Uh, I mean. 
it's a, it be, there are there are these weekly or monthly trends that people latch on to and that's what it becomes right now if you go and search for an indian tech video 9 out of 10 will have the word word tabahi in it because that seems to be the the Bye. word du jour and that's what like everybody has latched on to uh standing out i mean who are the standouts there's technical guruji there is uh, ranjit uh, geeky ranjit and like i'm talking with from from a numbers perspective who are the standouts who else is there uh so i don't think guruji reviews phones he just unboxes them and talks yeah, about no, it yeah no i'm in not the, even getting into that yeah in, in uh, this call uh, i think like, he's a household name now yeah i think i think his success has a lot to do with the right time being there at the right time starting off at the right time and also then done you agree or disagree with his opinion he has a niche of sorts he's not the same guy as everybody else sitting behind a table and doing the same stuff in fact there are others who are copying him and um the the few women tech youtubers that i have come across they are again stuck in that same rut so yeah. sure you'll get 200000 subscribers but what next how do you break out of that if you're doing the same thing you have to do something unique okay i think uh, i think the only the only the only way one can one can discover is just take risks i think uh, not many people are taking risks and 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 if women want to do uh, youtube or tech reporting or tv uh, as i said it's it's a leap of faith that you have to take and then you figure out as as you go because you never know what's going to click with people um in my personal experience i would say that uh, there are things that women can judge better than men uh, let's say selfies um i took a selfie sometime and 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 i thought it was a great picture but there are details that i didn't notice that only a woman can because they are more experienced at it yeah rubina didn't you take a workshop on selfies recently I did I did I did the Redmi workshop and I did speak about selfies for one hour on how you can achieve the best selfie uh, I think I think it's really cool I mean yeah it's easy but a lo- lot of guys don't get it so it's okay See I was not wrong <laughs> um it's just that I think uh, when we talk about phones it's all about the experience and anyone everyone has a different opinion and I think that's what that's people stick to Yeah. True. True. Cool. Uh so let's head on towards the end of the podcast. Uh Rubina, top 5 yeah. favorite apps. <laughs> What if they're banned? Hey, does it doesn't matter. Is it is it Beauty Plus? <laughs> yeah, it's it's got to be one of my most used apps, but it has to be Instagram, it has to be I used to like TikTok. It was a good time pass. Um but Instagram, Beauty Plus, what else do I use? I don't even have five apps that I use regularly except WhatsApp and Instagram. I'm such a simple person. Twitter? I don't really use any apps. So Twitter, yeah, on and off. I'm trying to be more active on Twitter actually, so it's mm-hmm. very recent. Akshay, let's My get yours favorite. as well since we've never done this before. <laughs> actually, we've never done this before. My favorite apps. Uh, one of them has has to be Discord because there are a lot of communities that I'm part of. I support. some youtubers uh, i support um, so a lot of stuff on kickstarter so they have discord communities that you can talk to different people uh, one of them being abroad in japan one of my favorite youtube channels i was about i was i was supposed to visit japan next month 
but I learn as much as I can, right? And abroad in Japan is one of those channels. So Discord is one of my favorite, favorite apps uh, of all time. I, I, I'll say that. And it also, you can communicate with people. Um, apart from that, I, I like Twitter quite a bit because it doesn't have the same junk as Instagram and God knows what else. Um, Spotify, because uh, as, as, as we mentioned before, I love music. I'm a DJ and I discover a lot of stuff on that. Um, and uh, I would say Plex because uh, you get to see content you like uh, based on your servers, personal server or like me, I pay someone to give me their server. So yeah, you to watch stuff yeah. on that. Sweet. Yeah, for me, I think uh, number one is Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, Slack for office communication and Asana, which is my work to-do list. Yeah, that's that's about it. I don't really use much else. Though I've got like 300 apps on my phone. You do. I just yeah. checked. Yeah. But it's so weird though. Like, like, I'm not even active on any of the social media websites, maybe apart from Twitter. That's it. I just yeah. don't have the time. Currently, I have GeoMeet and Zoom and Google Meet and House Party and <clears throat> which is other video, Microsoft Teams. I have all these apps. What about Duos? No, I don't use Duos. Nobody used Duos. <laughs> uh, cool. All right. Uh, Rubina, any parting words for budding women journalists or anybody who wants to get into the tech industry before we wrap up? Yes, I think everyone should get into it. I think it's really exciting. And uh, find your niche. Find what you want to write about. Like Akshay, if he loves chargers, he's going to pretty much talk about that. So just find your niche. Uh, start writing about it don't worry about who's reading who's not make videos if you like to do that and just be there and honestly it gets better uh, I have learned that I've seen that and in, in my personal opinion it makes it 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 kind of fulfills like an entire you know like you are not in a A-list sort of thing you're not a doctor or an engineer or something but if you are into tech it makes you feel like totally complete so I th- and it keeps your brain working. So I think that's the best any job can do for you, and it gives you and gives you the advantage of being creative at the same time. So uh, definitely try your hand on it. Don't think if you're a girl or a woman and you know you can't do it, and it's a male-dominated society, which it is. But you can always make your mark. See, Dhruv and Akshay knows my name, and they called me on their podcast. So I'm sure you can do. Yeah, well, I mean, you have left a mark in the industry. You've been here 12 years, so that's that's telling. Uh, but yeah, I absolutely agreed with you over there. You know, uh, you got to start somewhere. And uh, uh, I've, I've had conversations with, you know, young uh, boys or women who've been wanting to get into the field. Now, see, the thing is, you can't necessarily start off with a top tier publication, but you got to start somewhere. You, you know, you need to hone your craft. Uh, we didn't get where we are on day one uh, all of us have struggled through other uh, publications through other mediums and uh, gotten to this position and it takes time so you know start off somewhere and you'll get to it Akshay anything you want to say yeah I'm going to say that you know it's there are different aspects to this world um, and so one of the biggest examples we've ignored is what Rubina actually does you don't have to be a tech reporter you can be behind the scenes as well uh, you really think people who make MKPHD or Verge's videos look cool are the, are the journalists? No, it's people who are working behind the scenes. Uh, Rubina works behind the scenes as well. 
you don't have to be a reporter you can do a lot more uh, other than just write and be in videos you can also help people you can do uh, whatever you want that's the beauty of tech and uh, i would just say don't be don't be shy of it and don't uh, don't let the the male dominated tech uh, scene intimidate you in any way just to start that's all i'm going to say sweet so yeah be confident do what you want to do and follow your passion and uh, that's a wrap on this week uh, you should be back next week uh, and we'll hope for a better more tech filled week uh, coming up ahead i'll be talking about ghost of sushima oh yeah uh, Akshay has uh, finally got dibs on Ghost of Sushi. <laughs> sushi. Uh, and uh, yeah, it seems that he's really excited about it. So good times all ahead. Uh, Rubina, thanks for having, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, it's been great having you over. And uh, we'll you. be sure to drop in a link to your Twitter channel and uh, any other social channel that you're on. Uh, you should be on YouTube. Why don't you do some YouTube? Yeah, it's it's going to be with you through whenever it happens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'll be fun. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Thank you. Ciao.